Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy DJ K Shine, and I'm coming to you on the Anchor.fm app. And on this app, it's like perfect for podcasters. It's free. There are crazy creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Look, just do this one thing for me and it's all going to be okay. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy TK, and this is another episode of the Fire Never Dies podcast. And yes, it is another throwback. I just want you to know it's only because the reason why I'm dropping uh, a a few episodes that I, I did on my first attempt with the podcast, the... The growth that I didn't notice was there is one reason I'm reposting because these episodes are actually way better than what I thought they were. There are things that could be much, much better um, as well, which I've annotated for myself going forward because this is going to be one of the greatest podcasts in the world. I don't even know where to categorize this podcast because we're going to get into a little bit of everything. But mostly, mostly, it's, it will all be revolving around the pursuit of passion or whatever uh, your passion. You know, just staying resilient, staying on our on our own paths, running our own race, not not worrying about what's to the left, what's to the right. No comparison. Nothing can steal our joy. But yeah, these I'm I'm really comparing these episodes. Well, myself now to the ones then they're about, mm, I want to say last, last year, last year. Uh, wow. Mentally, mentally, there are things that I have, I haven't forgotten, but it's like, you know, when you learn something, it's like riding a bicycle almost like the things that I've picked up over the years, the life lessons that, that they honestly stick with you. They mold exactly who you are. And um, how you perceive things, how you deal with adversity or overcome and triumph through a situation. You know, it, it's so many different things. But the experiences that we have in life are what makes us who we are today. And it's, it's who you are today is a lump sum of all the choices that you have made prior to today or like how it I don't I probably messed it up at the end but that's exactly uh what I'm talking about so I decided that I was going to re-release episodes after I had gone back and studied the game tape After studying the game tape, right, there are a lot of things that I noticed that I'm actually much better at than I thought. 
there are things that I'm much worse at than I'm thought that I plan on getting better at now that I've thought about it and it's been, you know, it's been it's been brought to the forefront. Like I, I got to see it. Like I, I, I don't. It's I got to watch the game tape. Listen, I listened to the recordings, took notes, all of that. So I'm gonna stop rambling over these words and let y'all have this episode. And I mean, maybe y'all will catch something that I didn't. If you did, if you did, hit me up. Let me know. Let me know. I'm open to criticism. You know, I'm I'm really open to it. So, what I need you to do before we do get to the episode, I need you, if you are not already, to subscribe and turn on the notifications for this podcast. All right, so you can be in tune for the future for the future episodes, and you don't miss out. I don't want you to miss out. I want you to get them when you got them, and it's best to get them early. Before they get gone, you ain't gonna have nothing. But you know, it's all choice. It's all choice. But I want you to have something, and that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. Uh, I need you to send this to a friend. Tell them to subscribe and turn on the notifications, and then tell that friend that you send it to to send to three friends while telling them to subscribe and turn on the notifications. Yeah, that's that's the closing message. That's uh, I'm I'm a spruce spice spruce it spruce it up spice it up. I'm gonna work on that. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to give y'all a little something, something. Let y'all see how we rocking a little bit. And this is really off top of the dome because this is actually like impromptu. I didn't even mean to do this, but I'm doing it. So this is how the episode going to be. See y'all on the next one. Hope y'all enjoy this episode. It's a great episode with a great friend of mine. Um, Aziza, she's a mental health. Uh, she's a therapist. And we, 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 we talked a lot about um, mental health and and just just the workings of it as as we were uh knowledgeable about it at the time do not forget this is an old episode this is not a current day conversation this conversation was had in the past and some information or uh um perceptions or you know just the way we feel about things may or may not have changed i know there's a couple of things in there you know i have learned more and i mean it's not too much from before but that's all i'm saying you know what i'm saying don't stop learning keep elevating yourself because there's no real limit unless you put one on it yourself so yeah and like that we out enjoy the episode I'm the host, Ken Shine, and I have a guest with me by the name of Aziza, who is a therapist. Yeah. 
Yes, mental health therapist. Mental health therapist, please help me get right. Because, you know, I got issues. Uh, we've known each other a long time. Like, very long time. Very, like, a decade of time. <laughs> Shit. Fucking old. Do you feel old? I don't. I'm not claiming that. I don't know. Sometimes I don't, and then sometimes I do, but I just accept it. So I feel like yeah. it's okay to be old. My body say I'm old, so I'm just, <laughs> they say listen to your body. It's gonna tell you the right thing every time. They do. All right. So I know to when we talked earlier this week, we were mm-hmm. discussing. Um, toxic toxic masculinity in the black mm-hmm. home or black men? Yes, just in general. Oh, okay, yeah. In black men, yeah. It's a horrible thing. And we don't so, even... Yeah. Go, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna segue you in there. Okay. We don't know it. I, I feel like I don't. I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, is is inadvertently taught to us. It is. It definitely is, um, especially with the man up mentality um, and the keep your feelings to yourself, no crying mentality. Like that is the worst thing you can do and you know I've learned that from from you know just years of education and and from experience like you know here we are and no offense to to any parents or anything like that I'm not a parent so I I don't under I don't understand what it's like to be a parent however um you know men were taught growing up as they were boys to kind of suck it up buttercup man up you know don't show your feelings you're showing your feelings is weak no crying um you know grow up big kids don't cry um and that is an example of toxic masculinity because what it's doing is it's teaching your son to suppress his feelings that it's not okay to show emotion um and, and to honestly overcome a lot of obstacles in life, we have to express that emotion. We have to speak up and say that this bothers me. We have to um, allow ourselves to cry. Like, yeah, it might sound like, oh, he's being soft, he's crying, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, crying is the the releasing of built up emotion. It's literally the, the best shit. I love crying, dog. Like, I watch, uh, what I just watch on Netflix? Um, fucking Tony, Tony Robbins. I'm not your guru. Like the uh-huh. way this guy can touch people is really out. Is 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 I I felt it through the television, and I'm it's a it's a pretty nice size television, so I felt it like it grabbed me. Like I was mm-hmm. like, dang. I mean, most because I could relate to what some of the people that were speaking were saying but the way right because he uses um I'm, i don't know if you heard it but i'm sure you have probably neuro i actually haven't neuro, neuro damn 
neuro-linguistic programming. Have you heard of that? Okay. Uh, Sounds familiar, but I don't know anything about it. It's like, it's literally just, it's literally exactly what it is. Like, neuro-linguistic programming. Like, using uh, language or a form of communication to a person to where they mm-hmm. can relate and and reprogram you know what I'm saying like it, gotcha. it, it kind of like it's a, a motivation effort as far as like on the Tony Robbins end for me I kind of use it like I'm a boxing coach I use it to put fighters in another mindset like before they spar or if they okay. have fastened it and uh, it's, it's something that I feel like it's a way to reprogram the way a lot of people are wired when it comes to toxic masculinity, especially with kids. Because I, I know right. I've even caught myself like going overboard with my son. And it'll mm-hmm. be like, all right, that that was stupid. And it's not really going to help in the end. So let me draw mm-hmm. back. And what I have, and is he's he's two, about to be three in a few months. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's crazy time. It's flying, and um, he really responds to conversation. I don't. I like. Okay. I I literally don't have to yell. I don't have to like truly show dominance. It's mm-hmm. it's literally like, hey, I, I told you to do something. Why didn't you do it? He'll say some mm-hmm. jibber jabber, and then I'll be like, all right, well, you know what I need done. Da da da. And then a few minutes later, you get done. Yeah, he's distracted, but he's a kid, and I just have to keep mm-hmm. reminding myself of that. And seeing how he responds now to just being able to, for me to just say, hey, blah blah, blah. and like we literally just sit and talk I don't know what we talk about I know I just be talking about mm-hmm. stuff and he just jibber jabber back he got some words but I don't know what he be talking about man all I hear is car <laughs> balloon one two three I don't know. Like, that's it. he has but, a few words <laughs> yeah but he uh I I see it as I started trying to mold myself to to that way of communication with him and I'm gonna do it like mm-hmm. with, with both of my kids, and mm-hmm. uh, because I, I just saw that once they're older, I felt like it would be much easier this way, so that when mm-hmm. they're older and they want to talk about those things that toxic masculinity kept me from talking about with my mom or uh, my dad right. when I had a chance to talk to him, it won't be so hard of a conversation for them to open up. Right, right. And that's a good way of looking at it. Like, you are able to see, like, you want your son to be able to open up to you. You want that open line of communication. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of the, the well, uh, the majority of the Black kids in our community that were boys and grew up to be men didn't receive that what you're what you're willing to give to your son 
they didn't receive that, um, you know, a lot of them didn't ex- receive that embrace from a father figure that says, you know, you're doing good, son. I love you, son. You know, expressing that emotion f- between man and man, you know, whether it's actual father or father figure. Um, and so, you know, they grow up to be grown men, successful men, and they have a hard time expressing emotion or, or you know, even talking about their feelings or let alone opening up to another guy like a guy friend or a father figure or um it's just like uncommon 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 to them and you know it's, it's very unfortunate in the black community but I notice it a lot and I'm sure that you've noticed it a lot you know the more we learn about mental health and family dynamics and communication the more we realize okay so our kings were were not given access to to having this privilege of having their father figure tell them that they love them or um, telling them that they're handsome, mm-hmm. you know? Because some people will listen and be like, "Your dad told you that you're handsome," or or your uncle told you that that's kind of that's kind of gay, man. Like that is toxic masculinity in the flesh. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like everybody has their own love language at the end of the day. And some kids, some men's love language is words of positive affirmation. So yeah, they need to hear you're doing good. You're doing great. You're so smart. You're so handsome. They need to hear things like that. I know for me, I'd like growing up. I didn't hear that shit a lot from like my parents (laughs) at all. Yeah. It wasn't like the support yeah. that I wish I, I would have had. Well, I mean, I'm grateful for what I got, but mm-hmm. I, right. I just felt like I would have been better off. Or maybe not. Maybe I mean, I'm, I'm like, everything is good, so I can't complain about where I am or where I want to be. But right. just not having what I saw so many others have to be happy about. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just mm-hmm. a small thing. Like, you did great today. Like, it's, it's, I ain't, might not have done shit, but hey, I'm still alive and breathing. So it was a great day. You did great. Right, Stuff like right. that. Um, just being able to build up a certain confidence in our children is, is huge, especially yeah. in a world where it seems, well, it, it very well is systematically meant to, to mentally, spiritually, physically and emotionally just constantly bring them down and for me like I know mm-hmm. for a fact is I have I, I want to instill confidence into my kids it was something that I had to instill into myself but the ways that I did mm-hmm. created really bad habits for myself like I, I, I became a person that I wanted acceptance I wanted to be you know, known and uh, like that's just what. Well, that's how I, we always trying to be whatever in high school. Like, but it's back right. like okay, I have to make myself this person, and it wasn't me. So my ego mm-hmm. created this whole like wild, no give a fuck attitude kind of guy, and I became hurtful to myself and people around me. 
and it was all for the fact of gotcha. I want to be Mr. Man like I want to be the man that mm-hmm. guy like and it's just once the ego fell off it fell off it was it was smooth selling from there <laughs> yeah that ego is something else boy just within everybody I got it everybody's yeah. got it you know that ego is something and it, else and it's I think sometimes but, it can be a good thing whatever I don't even like wherever oh, yeah. that motherfucker even sits at in the brain or the heart I really yeah. believe that they found it they said it was in the third eye realm so we're just gonna stick with that we'll go with that let's go we're gonna let's stick go with science. that that's let's fine science. I wish I had like bells and, and so whistles like... that part <laughs> <laughs> let's I'm go done. science <laughs> <laughs> so like okay so with with all that being said and how it relates to mental health is like I don't know if you've experienced this as a man but what we have is boys who have grew up to be men who have extreme depression and extreme anger issues because guess what you held that emotion in you didn't acknowledge your feelings. You have spent 18 years of keeping all of that inside. Okay. The only way you were able to express those emotions was out of anger. Whether you're punching walls, whether you're telling such and such off and stuff like that. And that's just your body being so overwhelmed with everything that you kept inside. So you're just, you just explode. Yeah, my lower back fucked up. I've been carrying that shit for too long. Not. And the body keeps score. The body will keep score. It'll tell Definitely. you. I believe that. And a lot. Of, I think. And then. Oh, um, oh I was gonna say. Um, my professor used to always say this, but I'm, I kind of mess it up sometimes. So bear with me. She said, "Depression is anger turned inward." So you express your anger out, whether you're getting violent, whether you're yelling or whatever. But the minute you try to keep all that emotion in, it turns into depression. Because mm. now you're not acknowledging your feelings. Now you're trying to mm. suppress it. That was good. I- so now we've got everybody walking around with, with, like you said, the body, you know, your lower back, the body keeps score. We have an aches. We're having pains. And we got to look at where it came from. We were never able to... I can't say as as a woman, because, you know, I'll cry it out in a second. They, my parents would just let me cry it out. But, you know, with, with boys and men, it's, nah, you being soft, you need to man up, big boys don't cry, all that stuff. Yeah, it's like in the back of your head, fuck you crying for me. Like, what the hell? Who said that? And then, like, you still crying, but you got to be like, all right, let me stop crying because I got a voice in my head asking me what the fuck I'm crying for. Yeah. Sad. Real sad. It is sad. Now, I can and watch it's a cartoon, like, like a, a cartoon and just cry because it's a really happy moment. <laughs> it definitely, yeah. Definitely. That's pretty Man, impressive. I cried. Like, let me see. One I know that made will make me cry. Transformers 2, 
towards the end of the movie yeah. when Sam got blown up and he got sent to like talk to the elites or the creators of the whatever and when he came back I cried I was like mm-hmm. dang that was fine it's really, it really it'd be the music man the music really plays into my emotions <laughs> The music will strike it's a like, chord. It's just like scary movies, right? It's not what you see that scary. Because I watch stuff like I watch Power and and Queen of the South. Like people get their head blown off and cut necks cut all the time. I don't be scared. It's guns and stuff. Uh huh. But in the scary movies, mm-hmm. I can't even watch those. Honestly, man, I ain't watched one of them in a long time. Mostly because of music. The music fucks yeah. me up. Hey, I'm talking about like, dude, like even like, oh, is that Jaws? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, can't watch it because it's like, yeah. oh, what's, oh, what is that? No, it's funny that you say that because I think about how you're so musically inclined, yeah. and that's what what gets you going. Like, whoa, okay, I can't watch this, or actually, that's making me cry. Happy tears. So you just connect the dot, <laughs> like you add musical inclination with an active imagination a real fear mm-hmm. <laughs> of things and the fact right. that that's, they know like for a fact like if we put this music in here this will make this a lot better okay boom you mm-hmm. got me scared money made <laughs> money well spent as well you got me that's what I paid for to get scared ain't it and it's like yeah you're I, right um that was actually a i think there's an experiment i wish i want to find the link to uh this guy mm-hmm. i think he was in a psychology class of some sort but he did this experiment with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and wife and what he did was he had okay. like a beeper or something it made a tone noise and then he he would mm-hmm. play the tone turn off the light he would play the tone turn off the light and then he would start he, I think he had like a tennis ball or something like a little hacky sack and he would play the tone mm-hmm. and throw the hacky sack or he would just switch up what he did and she got so used to yeah. hearing the tone something was gonna happen so he stopped playing the tone he turned off the light and that's when she got more irritated and it was just like yeah. it was I think it was actually a, in relation to how the music and films plays on our emotions and the mental aspect of how we see what's happening and stuff. Ah, it was, it was really good. That's interesting. Really good. I, I I haven't seen it. I saw it yeah. long. You gotta send me that. I'm gonna see if I can find it, definitely. Cause that yeah. was it was actually really it was really funny too like dang he really like fucking work it even I think the dog even got irritated like, <laughs> not the like, dog no, right. not so the dog went back in class and was like I want a hundred and ten for this <laughs> what else did you so let me ask you this uh-huh. how do you feel about therapy being that you are someone who did grow up like all of the others with um don't cry or man up or what you crying for niggas <laughs> or whatever how do you feel about therapy today because i will tell you out of all of my clientele 
I usually don't have any black males past the age of 18. Mm. They don't come. It doesn't feel mandated after that age anyway. See? Wow. Yeah. But actually... Well, usually if they do come, it's because of their parents. So once they turn 18, they're like, all right, deuces, I'm out. But I'm... So how do you feel about it? Therapy. Motherfuckers. Go get talk to learn some shit about yourself uh open up like bro grab the tissue box bring your own tissues if you need to dry napkins from mcdonald's wendy's burger king you know they got them dry ass napkins look man go put some snot and tears into them napkins and 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 get that stuff out because all you're gonna do is is create a time bomb for yourself and ain't no telling what kind of what comes out of that explosion like when things blow up and and different I like that when things blow up and those all that 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 heat when when an explosion happens all those different compounds and atoms and etc there's so much going on that's that's us that's all we are we're just an energy we're just made up of atom just just little vibes floating around this earth when we explode right. emotionally from something that has scarred us from way back and we really lose track of the roots of it when it blows up it's no mm-hmm. telling what else is coming with it so I, I really feel like especially right. for young black men black men of all ages black women black black blackity anybody if you got a black dot on mm-hmm. your body go talk if you go talk to somebody even if it's not professional help if you don't feel comfortable going into somebody's office or their house or whatever however they got their stuff set up you don't want to talk to somebody with a title of therapist or whatever talk to a friend that you trust Mm -hmm. that you truly trust find get a diary go sit in the mirror and talk to yourself it it it, therapy therapy ain't it it, that people think it's just the the long couch it, it's not right going to the gun range is your way of getting out pent up stress emotion aggression hate whatever mm-hmm. then by all means go to the gun range and empty about a hundred however many you gotta do yeah because it, it's whatever keeps the pressure cooker top on <laughs> Because when it's when it's overcooked, it's gonna blow. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a boiling point, and some we and we lose right. track of what really triggers us. If you're not paying attention to what triggers you, you instantly at, at any moment you already a danger to yourself and others. Whether it be physical, emotional, mental, however, you you are you're a danger if you don't have sight of what triggers you. Because you, you bound to snap on something to something from something mm-hmm. and it's it's just not healthy because after that now you have to man now you have to like recover like being mad just takes so much energy out of me so I don't have the energy to be mad about stuff so I had to figure out how right. can I not get mad or so upset about you know stuff that, that really at the end of the day does not matter right and a lot of people don't have that ability like they'll have it, and but it's it's temporary. 
when honestly it's, mm-hmm. it's literally a day-to-day process it is you speaking facts there. i think of it like a boxing match it's another day another round <laughs> like mm-hmm. how much can i take how much can i like put back out but i gotta put it back out in a positive way because i'm if i'm angry i'm mm-hmm. gonna die negatively that's around to life that i've lost and i can't i can't i can't afford to lose any rounds to life you lose me rounds life gonna pass you by and then it's all over mm-hmm. so yeah and when you said that it makes me think of the other taboo subject of suicide so with that, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago I had a friend and that's in the military and he told me, yeah, something about somebody in the military committing suicide because uh, their girlfriend broke up with them or something. And he was like, man, we could have just went to the bar and like drank it off. But I'm like, with what that man was going through when his girlfriend left him, it was probably more than that. That guy might have had abandonment issues and that was just the the icing on the cake. He might have had abandonment issues. He might have had a childhood that included not expressing any emotions. Like, And so he looked at suicide and taking himself out of this world as better than suffering with everything that he was currently suffering with. And that's so, so sad to me that you know, I don't know this guy from Adam, but I know how it is with men and not being able to express those emotions and not being able to talk to anybody and say, hey, I'm having suicidal thoughts. I need to talk to somebody or or somebody you trust or something like that. That is, you know, guys or honestly, anybody who has suicidal thoughts, that's it, it's usually you're afraid to tell somebody. Usually you are. Because it's like, they're either going to look at me like I'm crazy, or they're going to call the police on me, or, or what, you know? And so, you know, I think about people who have committed suicide, and some people are like, oh, that person's so selfish. What about their family? What? What about that person? Because if they were feeling suicidal, or they committed suicide, they had to be feeling pretty damn bad you think that them taking themselves out of the world was the the best thing for them i think um, a lot of people miss the dot where it's when it comes to dealing with things in in turn internally um nobody knows except that person even if they tell you you still like you can have an idea but like they might be going through something that you can't even fathom unless they give you a hundred percent detail you have no idea what that person can be thinking about and how how just how bad it is it might be something you're doing right that you don't even know that just it's not even a related to what happened to them or a memory or whatever the pain is but it's just something about mm-hmm. it that triggers them and they might not even know it because it's buried so deep in their subconscious because they don't want to yeah. remember uh, and like I, that is facts. You need to write that down and put it on a poster board like, because they need to hear it. That's it. Oh, this is this is going up. It's probably I think my best episode yet. Yeah, DC and Brand. They yeah. got to compete with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, it's I, it's 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 real. Cause I know in my time in the military, it was too many suicides that to hear about. Honestly, I, I, hearing about one was way too many, and it wasn't even just exactly where I was stationed. Mm-hmm. Just within the military, period. Like I, I don't even think that's a t- statistic a lot of people even know about is the number of suicides in the military overall. The military is only one percent mm-hmm. of America's population. The okay. it's outrageous. I, I wish I had the numbers. Let me see if I can find it. It's outrageous to that to me the numbers that we're seeing that like we have triple digit numbers out of like wow and that's just just to to keep it factual it could be four but at the same time it's, it's still too many and i had i worked in the unit that was it was stressful it was a lot like a lot of people like it was a lot of moving pieces all day every day like mm-hmm. you, you're waking up you're going to pt you might be going to pt you might be going on a mission you might be heading mm-hmm. out to the field not coming back for a few days coming back then you got to deal with this bullshit from this person like it's constant so i i i started i saw mm-hmm. the stress levels of people around me i saw why people didn't like the unit i saw why the morale was down and i saw why mm-hmm. it, it led to a lot of the younger guys feeling like I just don't want to do this no more. Like it was a guy that was like, yeah. "I'm I'm done. Like I, I'm I'm over all this." I had friends of mine that would go spend thirty days at centers because of suicide attempt. Like they wanted mm-hmm. they they thought it was gonna be over. I had a, it's uh, the suicide thing. It, it, it hits home. Cause it's a lot. It's too much. Yeah. That was too close to me. I've talked to guys that yeah. lived like oh, when I was overseas. A good friend of mine, uh, his family. Like he literally just he just missed his family. Like this man cried in my arms. He like literally just missed his family, and it was the scariest thing because mm-hmm. I never I, I didn't want to lose a friend. You know, like it was that simple. I just didn't want to lose a friend, and it was I did everything mm-hmm. I could just to not to keep his mind off of everything that was going on. Like other, like, right. it, it was deep. Like it was, it was a lot. And I'm just glad that, like now, I just talked to him the other day. Like now, this this guy is doing very, very well in life. I'm, I'm planning a trip. We like we planning on linking up and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just glad he's still here. I'm glad a lot of the guys that I knew in the military are still here because it's been some close calls with a, with a few of them. Too many. Too many. Yeah. And I- I'm glad you were able to be there for him, though, and to be that crying shoulder because most men don't have that, that crying shoulder. You know, you were able to give him a hug you were able to be that crying shoulder for him whereas some you know some some men will will look at that other man crying and be like i don't know what to do just freeze up because that's foreign to them mm-hmm. but you were able to step in as a brother 
as a fellow military member like and be there for him so that that's really good we need more of that we need more of that but first we got to let men know that it's okay to hug to express emotion like hey man you looking good today man what's up i'm trying to get like you you know like that that is healthy masculinity like that's okay yeah, like people are it's okay to do about, those like, things Hey, do you know so and so? Like, it'll be like a friend of mine that might have been in the military. You know, I was stationed here or there. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I do know. That's a beautiful person. Like, he's a beautiful guy. Like, he's, I like, I, I just love that person as like whatever. Like, it could be a person, uh, it could be a man or a woman. But it's just the fact that yeah, understanding that we are <laughs> we're just human beings. Like, we all gonna think, feel, right. act differently, but in one way it's under one blanket it's all the same so there's a way right. there's a there's already the doorway to understand it we just have to be willing to remove ego and open the ears to actually hear mm-hmm. like another person's perspective because it i think of everybody now as my teacher like everybody is my mm-hmm. teacher like I've learned so much from my kids. It's ridiculous. Like, if if I if yeah. I get to the point where I can't learn anymore, then I'll never be able to have a conversation with the guy who's struggling and mm-hmm. just help him want for another day rather than wanting no more days. And that was always mm-hmm. the thing for me when we had like briefings about suicide talk or this guy's got to go on the same. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, y'all have a lot of those, don't y'all? A lot, and and and, and it's a reason why. Like I think about like, it's so crazy. Like it'd be like, oh, why did they put a stop sign here at this road? Like people do that all the time. Like oh, this is so stupid. This light shouldn't be here. Well, I'm pretty sure it was a wreck. Where somebody got hit and died right here so we're just trying to put this here for precaution and that's how it is with the suicide right. even with like sexual assault and stuff like it's just too much mm-hmm. too much for it to be one percent of the population and the numbers that they have on reports or things that should have been should have could have would have been reported that weren't and it's it's, right. it's really scary like not too compare it to to the BLM movement but the same, it's almost the same discrepancy that we see with the police brutality on blacks the amount of suicide mm-hmm. and sexual assault and harassment and and racism like equal equal opportunity that's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about a lot in the military is the fact that racism is very well much lot they don't they don't speak on that very much okay. but those numbers i'm sure those numbers would be higher than almost any of them but the suicide and everything else for one percent of america's like 1.3 percent maybe more maybe less who cares wow. but one percent to have mm-hmm. so many people like you and you hear about it it's a statistic that's kept on boards like even like as far as DUIs, just crazy things that will happen. That okay, you think of the military, 
Oh, I know when I used to think soldiers, I used to be like, man, soldiers don't do nothing, man. They just work out and be all fit and blah, blah, blah. Man, we got in there. We was thugs. <laughs> and it's uh, and it's, it's <laughs> nothing but toxic masculinity, like, all throughout the entire thing. And it's, it's like, all throughout the military. It's, you, it's, it's like a football team. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just like a football team. Yeah, when you when I think of military, I think of that too. Like a when you when you just said, what do you you know what do you think of when you think military? Um, you know, like man, them soldiers don't do nothing. I thought of hurt, trauma. I thought of that yeah. <laughs> the stuff that you know you guys have to watch. Where it's like you got to be ready to kill in a second. You kind of like feel like you're on constant fight or flight mode. Like I just think of. And no, I, I don't want to dipset on military people because they serve our freaking country. You know, they keep us protected. But I know emotionally, there's got to be a lot of hurt. There's got to be a lot of trauma. And it's from almost the stuff that you guys have seen. And it's so crazy because it's almost like you almost don't have time to actually sit back and assess like what the hell is going on in your head because it's always yeah you got. Oh, out of it's eight o'clock at night. You just ate dinner, shower, about to get in the bed because you know you got to be up by five to make it PT at five thirty. So four thirty, you getting text calls. Hey man, you got to get up and go. Need that multiple blah, blah blah. Like what? This was not even discussed. What is this? And it's 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 so like it's so much of that like. And it'll just go and yeah. every day. Like you never even know. Like, oh, we gotta get up, we gotta go do this, we gotta do and it's and a lot of times it'd be dumb stuff like let's go put tables up over here at this building so we can come back and get them in six mm-hmm. hours. And it's like and gotcha. it's that bullshit that so many deal with on the daily. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's easy stuff, but it's like, really, bro, this this what we doing today right it's, it it makes it difficult for a lot of people because what is it adapting like they don't live like it's oh god what is it called adapt adaptive disorder thing what is that uh i, I can't i don't know it's, it's, i don't know it's, about it's, that it's, one <laughs> it's something that a lot of this when they give it to a lot of the military uh diagnose them with adaptive like it's some type of adaptive disorder like it's people and it's true a lot of people have trouble adapting oh adjustment disorder yes that could be the one I will I will okay, just go with gotcha. that one because it sounds just about right I will have to go look okay. in my records to see <laughs> <laughs> probably adjustment disorder <laughs> but it's a is it an ability to adapt to change yeah it's a constant and it would be crazy because I think of myself like I'm like a chameleon, man. I could fit in anywhere. Like I could slide. I'm good with it. But I'm just like, but emotionally, like all of that, like I'm really frustrated because in my head, I know it's stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I I can do it well, but mm-hmm. I I really hate this. I mean, your brain doesn't have time to process at anything. All. At all. It's like you're always, you just, 
going, 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 going. Yeah, you don't aunt. have time to process anything. Aunt. Like it's, it's, yeah. I don't even do ants even sleep. We at least get a few hours, but do ants? That's sleep? a good question. I need to know. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Do <laughs> ants sleep? That is the question of the day. Oh snap! <laughs> and sleep. Yes, they do, but not in the sense that we understand sleep. Research conducted by James and Cartel into sleep patterns of insects of 1983 showed that ants have a cyclical pattern of resting periods, which each nest as group as a group observes, lasting around eight minutes in any 12-hour period. <laughs> Lord, y'all are in <laughs> eight minutes. Get eight minutes and all right, we back. Soldiers to of all military. That's crazy because it says they in a pattern of resting periods, which each like each ant will nest as a group observes. So there's somebody pulling guard mm-hmm. while you're sleeping, which literally y'all happens in. in the military. And ants That's do crazy. sleep for about eight minutes <laughs> every twelve hours. That is crazy. That really that that just blew my mind because now I'm wondering like what does twenty four what does eight minutes even feel like to an ant? It's like a minute an hour for them. That's a good question too, but I bet you Google can't tell you Definitely that answer. Not. Well, <laughs> no. well, no. That's one of those like. We have to like call Miss Frizz or something. Miss Frizzle. <laughs> Magic school bus. Cause they can talk to ants and stuff. And Eliza Thornberry and, and Donnie. And... Alright, now you lost me. You lost me. You don't know Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> it's like Magic School Bus. I do, but that's not Magic School Bus. Now I'm confused. Yeah, it's the yeah, I was. There's two of them. You got Magic School Bus and the Wild Thornberries. They can. They both figured out ways yeah, okay. to talk to all of the little organisms. They did. I vaguely remember. Vaguely. I still watched Magic School Bus. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, yeah, but you got kids, had to put them, so, had to so put them on that's game. acceptable. Had to put them on game. Yeah, I feel you though. I feel you though. Blue's Clues still comes on. My niece watches that I shit. Can't watch it. It's so weird now. <laughs> it's different. It's definitely it's different. Now, when you see it, it's like some of the kids shows as an adult, it just like I watch this. This is probably contributing <laughs> to toxic masculinity in the world. And a lot of a lot of and it's crazy. A lot of some of those kids shows do it. I'm like, dang, man, it takes yeah. off here. It'd be it can be it's everywhere. I'm glad like it did, but there uh, there's some of them like it'll they'll talk about like having emotions and what to do if you feel sad and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Man. I'm still yeah. stuck like ain't sleep for eight minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be thinking about that yeah, all day. Like a few of their friends pulling safety guard over there for eight minutes. This is crazy. Oh man, that is crazy. Oh my god, yeah, I'm thinking about that all day. 
Like I'm gonna be asking people. Hey, so am I. Like, did you know that ants sleep in periods of eight, like eight around eight minutes? And ants, you know, you haven't changed a no. bit at all. I? You have not changed Why a bit I? at all. Why? Why? Would I? <laughs> not one bit. Why would I? <laughs> if I. But anyway, I've only gotten better. <laughs> even... I have only gotten better. Facts. Facts. I feel you on that. I feel you oh, on that. I do have a question because I honestly had not heard of it until I heard from you. Um, Superwoman mm-hmm. mode. Ooh, my favorite topic what is that in the black community? Often, time of black women like to think we don't like to think that we're superwoman but we often are used to taking charge of a lot of things think about how many single mothers we have in our community how many single mothers are taking care of their kids without the father involved or whether the father's involved whatever um working jobs that barely pay anything getting treated like the bottom of the bottom in the workplace and still somehow coming up on top like it's like we so so it's great to be a strong black woman and to be taking care of home and to you know i i call it you know the constantly wanting to save mentality like my kid is going in the wrong direction. That's your kid. I need to save him. Um, dating a guy or your child's father is not acting right. I need to save him. Um, it's like that save mentality. Like I need to save the world. And although not to, um, you know, to anybody's, you know, not to toot my own horn or a black women's horn, but we, we do pull a lot of people out of their struggles and we have that ability to do that, but that doesn't mean we need to do it. Because some people need to learn for themselves. And often, we are constantly taking care of everybody else. But the one person we're not taking care of is ourselves. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. We want to fix our kids. We want to fix our parents while we're taking care of them. We pretty much take the superwoman hat, the caregiver hat, the savior hat, We wear all those hats, but we do not take care of ourselves like we need to, and that's a big problem. Definitely. And I I can't say all of us, but you know, a lot of us, we we jump in that superwoman role and and we forget about ourselves. We lose our sense of self. We lose our ourselves as an individual because we're playing mom, we're playing daughter, we're playing sister, we're playing friend. we're 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 just trying to wear all these hats yeah all them bags yeah we kind of get used to taking charge after a while and so i feel like my theory is you know when it comes to dating a strong black woman if a man doesn't step up with confidence that says i got you we automatically go into savior mode. Mm-hmm. 
And instead of allowing, you know, the man to take some responsibility or even to take the lead if that's what she wants, we take the lead, we take over because we can't trust too many people to to step in and, and do a job equal or better than us. Yeah. That's superwoman mode. It's toxic. It's toxic as shit. Yeah, when you say uh <laughs> you say savior mode when you're just like savior. I thought about the first thing mm-hmm. I thought about was just enablement and how that mm-hmm. creates enable like you're enabling this person to depend like depend on you you're creating a codependency and that it just what keeps adding, codependency is the word keeps adding stress because now you have the bag of like okay you got your cape that is now a bag superwoman and you just threw mm-hmm. your enabling as boyfriend that don't want to work but you keep buying them liquor you just threw two issues in that bag right there. Yeah. And then now you're stressed about and it. ends up being her baggage. Yeah. And every time, and, and the stress isn't like one big stress going in the bag. We're talking about it's stress for this, stress for that, it's stress for this, and stress for that. So it just, mm-hmm. superwoman, you ain't gonna be able to fly up your cape. It's a heavy ass bag, girl. Mm-mm. I'm gonna be looking like Captain Marvel trying to figure out how can she just get some wings. <laughs> <laughs> Real man, this is scary. Like, like, cause I know, like, even as men, like, men deal with that too. Like, having to step up and more so, like, not in the macho way, but this is what I have to do. And although mm-hmm. it is what I have to do, I get lost in trying to keep afloat of everything that I have to do and mm-hmm. lose track of right. what I need. And what I need could actually be the key to keep everything afloat and selling. Right. I think right. That's just I, a lot of like, uh, what was it on? Insecure, the self care Sunday joint. That's that's mm-hmm. real. Like people do that. People need that. I, like even right. if it's five minutes to yourself reading a book, or five, just five minutes to yourself to breathe, or clap your hands for five minutes. If that calms you right. and and help you get a sense of focus back to where like you can create a system to where you can like okay, I could put this bag down right now. I ain't got to pick it up till yeah. like, like that. It, we have to prioritize our stress. It, it sucks to say, but I feel like we do have to prioritize our stress. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. It's, it's heavy. It's really heavy, man. Cause it is, and we honestly, not all of us really know how to care for ourselves. And, you know, I salute my friends that have kids all day, every day. Like, they are phenomenal women. Um, Because it's like, here's another instance where you now are responsible for the, the little people that you brought in this world. And so you have to make that much more effort 
to take out self-care time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like me as a single woman, um, I know, okay, Saturdays, I like to chill out or Sundays, I like to chill out and I might go see my parents. But for the first half of the day, I'm chilling out. I'm doing whatever I want to do. But, you know, my friends that have children, they have to prioritize more and um, they have to be more creative to get their self-care time done. And then sometimes their self-care time doesn't, doesn't, doesn't come at all. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when, you know, things like depression happens or, or anxiety happens because at the end of the day, if you, if you don't care, take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody right. else. And I feel like that's something that we weren't taught as children. Yeah. And on the self-care thing, make I, this is my thing for it. Make sure it's actually beneficial. Don't just be going to do something you was going to do anyway because it's Friday and the kids at the house mm-hmm. with dad. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like if sitting in a quiet corner for 20, like mm-hmm. if that that self that for me could be the the pivotal point from a bad day to one of the best days of my life and right. it's, it's but it's just that simple for me and I think a lot of people just have to be able to obtain focus and, and that mm-hmm. that'll make it what you want it to be when it comes to actually gaining something from what we call our self-care days because right now yeah. My son is making a lot of noise. At first, I can't hear I was him. Wondering why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you doing this right now? But yeah. I had to tune it out. Like it was today, I gotta focus on what we got going on over here. He ain't hurting nobody. He just likes to make mm-hmm. his cars fight. I guess. I don't know. Kids are weird. He's having fun. But that man yeah, have fun. See, I ain't, look, I, if I ruin his fun, then my fun is ruined, and now we both on edge and mad at each other and don't want to talk to nobody. So we ain't got time for that. Bad. So I'm gonna just let him yeah. keep on crashing, and eventually it'll be all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Man. Self care is something that we definitely lack because we've played super women for so long. Like I said, that's just something that I notice within myself because, you know, I've been married before and, you know, since I've been divorced and it's like, you know, guy kind of steps into your life and he wants to um, take you out on a date or whatever. You know, I've been out of I've been out of the streets for like eight years, so I'm just getting back in the streets. But it's like. If, if if a guy doesn't show that confidence or, or give me that trust that he can he can handle things, I end up playing mother more than I do playing mate. Mm. And I've seen that on a lot of other women that I know too. You know, I think about the women that I know that are housing um, deadbeats and I'm like, well, what is he bringing to the table? We just want that companionship. So whether we're st- we're stepping in as mother or caretaker or I'm going to house this deadbeat just for the sake of companionship, we're doing it. We're superwoman anyway. That's just what we're used to doing. But it's not okay. It's not okay. And it's hard to be like... It's not an easy thing to break, yeah, though. Exactly, because people can't help who they love in those type of situations. 
right. like you, you right. can't help it like you you want to see both people in a position to do better but one is either holding back or in the way of the other because they got to take care of them mm-hmm. but the thing is right. they can't help who they love everything might not be all peaches and cream but they just we can't help it we, we're human we don't, and, and we don't even know really exactly what to call love because we all learn love differently like so mm-hmm. you have to add that in so that there goes another form of how a lot of women because you know it's toxic masculinity men we don't want to talk women do go in superwoman mm-hmm. mode rubbing our bags you can talk to me baby toxic man got his eyes filled with water shaking like a motherfucker still ain't talking mm-hmm. full yeah. body explode I can see right, the comment right. like drawn up right there like dang that would be great somebody drop mm-hmm. me that please we, we would greatly appreciate yeah. that that would be awesome but that is that that's precisely the combo of a lot of what happens in the black community and I know it happens all over the world but I mean I ain't I want to live in one other country and mm-hmm. in America I've mostly known niggas so that's why I'm saying the black community but I know it happens all over the world so please y'all okay. shed them egos and just listen to your, your, your friend family mother daughter girlfriend boyfriend spouse dog frog snake <laughs> on the log it don't even matter just listen man they, they all got something to give. Not they everybody got something to give we just have to be Back. receiving have to have a receiving spirit right you learn about that this was really and it's like once we once we notice the generational curses that were placed upon us once we notice them that's the first step into breaking them definitely I um, man this I am toxic masculine a toxic man and superwoman y'all both they need therapy y'all yep. need to go to therapy don't they don't the they look if you, <laughs> I know because I'm superwoman exactly, though if, if you are a superwoman if you a superwoman and you with a toxic man if I don't care if he in denial about it if he in denial about it that is one of the top five signs of a toxic man so if he in denial about being toxic y'all need to go to therapy both of y'all separately and together Combo from hell. and if you a toxic man and you single take your black ass therapy and if you ain't black take your motherfucking <laughs> ass therapy Everybody needs to go find something. I don't, and therapy is not a bad thing. I don't care if you go talk to because the I've I've been in therapy since I was nineteen, and I've overcome a lot of things, childhood trauma, all that stuff. Like I'm not embarrassed to say that I've been to therapy. Issues. I'm a therapist for for Pete's sake. Yeah, I. But I like, I it's not therapy. a bad thing. It's just a place. When I was help. in therapy in the military, like just feeling stressed out about the whole world because I felt like I had to like be the whole world. So, mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in therapy, and I and I really wonder mm-hmm. like, ain't no way my therapist can be like, why are all therapists so happy? 
And so I walked in, and I, mm-hmm. like, I, I would be like wondering, like, who the therapist? Like, do therapists go to therapists? And I, of course, some do, but it just made me think because we all like therapists need help too. The helpers need help, and it and it, it also it, Honestly, it just relate. Yeah. It just all goes full circle into Superwoman and the Toxic Man. Mm-hmm. Back. This is crazy. I might be high off of this conversation. <laughs> you would. Nah, you yeah, would. I don't perspective. But it's, it's okay. I, like, like I said, everybody's my teacher. So, like, when I'm learning, my brain get the feeling up. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Just connecting dots. All the little yeah. electrodes is turning. But, you know, once you once you are aware of of the things that you struggle with, that's step one to you getting help. Whether you seek professional help, whether you journal it out, whether you talk to somebody about it, whether you pull up a voice memo and just start recording your thoughts that come to your head. Like, whatever your, your therapeutic way of overcoming these generational curses that were placed on our Black community. Yes. That's your first step to undoing Identify. that. Triggers. Right. Definitely. Oh God. Oh my soul. Oh my soul. <laughs> Let the people know where they can find you at, man. Um, so my Instagram is at nerdgal N-E-R-D-G-Y-A-L underscore. Um, I will let you know that that is my personal page. I do not have a professional page. So if you see me posting something that's off the fucking walls, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Hey, I just like to post funny hey, shit. It <laughs> is what it is. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be laughing my hell at some of your TikTok posts. <laughs> so that's my coping skill. That's my coping skill. You know, I could be cussing somebody out or at somebody's son's house or doing something crazy, but no, I make TikToks because it makes me laugh and makes me happy. Like I'm Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I, be, I ain't gonna lie. So you, and it's great. You say I ain't changed. When I see your videos, I'll be like, it's the same Zisa, dog. She ain't changed the damn bit. <laughs> no need. You no right. Need. You right. Stay true to self, cause You right. It's, it's working. For real, it's though. Working. Staying true to self works. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I really appreciate you for coming on. I'm glad. No problem. This got done. I'm gonna probably listen to this and then like put pieces of it in my book that I write. Oh, you writing a book? I mean, I've been writing a book for like twelve years. I just ain't put a word on the paper yet. Hey, <laughs> I ain't mad at that though. I ain't mad. <laughs> so, I, ain't yeah, mad. I might even throw some stuff in um, on my presidential campaign speech in 2028. We're going all the way. Okay. We're back. going all the way. Back, and, back. And y'all, you heard it here first. First claims of my presidential run. Uh, what year? 2020, 20, 20, 20, You can't even remember the year. Jesus, be a fence. Be a fence oh, all around me. Not, I'm, <laughs> I want to edit this part out now because they're going to do me like Kanye when they hit it. Yeah. <laughs> 
they ain't gonna do you like Kanye. They ain't gonna do you like it. Don't they ain't gonna do you like it. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, man. I do appreciate oh, you. I hope you keep elevating and just keep just keep on going. Cause you're doing great things. Alright. One mind, one you life too. at a time. Oh, this is the session with Ken Shine. This is Aziz Hardy. Great friend. Northside. Graduate, you know what I'm saying? 2010. Put, put the 10s up. Woo But yeah. Woo-woo. Yeah. All right.